喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵喵Pretty easy, is easy life. Every you time know? I see Dan, I wish I was a cat. Yeah, yeah, big, well, big old cat. Big cat eats a lot, sleeping, walks around, not doing much. Just chill, just chilling. Dan, I, big chilling. I, I can't. Yeah, big chilling. I can't imagine Dan worries about really anything. I, I little, tiny his, peanut brain. His, his little, his, t- his little peanut little brain, baby brain. He's just thinking about. Uh, When's the next meal? Yeah, when's my next meal? <laughs> Why won't this person move out of my my way? <laughs> and more pets, please. Yeah. So this week we're tackling the uh, why do people like cats question in anime, <laughs> specifically on why do people like anime, a podcast where two people who don't watch a lot of anime watch a lot of anime. Yeah. That's a. I feel like that's like our our like elevators. Two people who don't watch a lot of anime, instead watch a lot of anime. Yeah, try something new. You know, put the left sock on the right foot. See how it feels. <laughs> are, are, are socks like footed? Sometimes. Really? Yeah. I feel like that would be fucked. Yeah. I mean, like I already lose most of my. Ninety-five percent of socks. our socks are are gone. Oh, well, I think they're who all knows under where the dresser. They went. They're just gone. They're just, yeah. The hardest part about living with John is if I'm looking for a black shirt. You're fucked. I, it's, I can't tell you how many black shirts are just lost to the void of, of other bigger black shirts. That's, <laughs> that's why I've gotten into uh, tie-dye. So sorry we're, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry we've, uh, we're watching another movie this week. We went to our good friend, Frenza of the pod, Ellen and Dave. Uh, their wedding got married so congratulations Ellen and dave if you're listening however it was really uh inconvenient for our podcast yeah uh, now really messing to, up the podcast yeah. schedule you so. know here's a, here's a little message you know to, next time here's a little message to all our friends out there uh please schedule your uh wedding on a saturday so that way me and julie have ample time to watch a watch anime. an entire series if of you, anime if you support us as your friends, <laughs> you even if you were planning your wedding before we started your the wedding podcast. before we start this podcast, you should know uh, to okay. move. I'm just kidding. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, no. It was a wonderful wedding. Very happy for them. We're very tired. Very tired. So we decided let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. Let's Last week was a little heavy. Was it? Uh oh yeah. I guess we tackled a big one. I right? mean. What I guess it wasn't like there's was a little uh, autopsy on the or postmortem, yeah. Autopsy. <laughs> Autopsy's. How a little, did this anime die? <laughs> a little postmortem on Princess Mononoke. Right. Um, no, I guess it wasn't like it wasn't a heavy one, but it was a very uh, serious one. Maybe a lot, of, a lot of big ideas. Like I, I, it's hard to say that we did it justice, but you know we. I did it justice for for, for trying <laughs> for, for talking about it like very shortly after watching it. Not we're doing a lot of research because like that's the whole point of this is like if I'm not feeling it just from watching it, 
Like, oh, I'll let you, you know. You know, I, that's kind of the the idea. Yeah, because we do pretty light research before we start hit hit record on the podcast. But there, there's there's been some pretty in depth uh, analysis and dissections of of it. Like I sometimes I'll like just throw an anime into JSTOR mm-hmm. just to see what comes up mm-hmm. uh, for all the uneducated folk out there. Right, JSTOR is the uh, wide catalog of uh, research papers and pieces. <laughs> What's the J stand for? I don't know. Japan. John. <laughs> John Store. No, I know what J Store is. Yeah. So have you been doing a little reading on ethics in Studio Ghibli I'm, well, journalism? I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally going to butcher it because I didn't, I didn't read it fully, but someone was arguing that the show uh, Princess Mononoke was like a representation of, I'm, I'm really going to butcher this person's thesis. I, I want to. I'll I'll look it up after. I believe it was around the idea of it of the human society promoting bodies or people that were sexually and physically cast away by society mm. and sort of reintroducing them as like a a new world of tomorrow. Yeah, you know it's a it's a big deal movie if people are able to use it as as a part of their theses probably or you know in an yeah. academic setting for I mean, research purposes <laughs> you can you can certainly there's a lot you can do i think in a media studies perspective yeah um if i if i had like i don't know i think about this a lot but like if i had uh like you know if i was like safe and i could just do whatever the hell i wanted mm-hmm. i'd probably i would probably go for like a media studies degree <laughs> Cause like I I don't know like I'm I I the thing I miss most about college is just like kind of like classroom discussions. Yeah, like getting getting like interesting readings or assignments, and then getting to like research and develop ideas around them, and then talk about that. Yeah, that was probably the cool the the best classes that we had in school were uh, surrounded around that. Yeah. that idea <laughs> and you can really apply that to any like media i mean julie and i both took this class called uh metagames yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking of too. yeah and so it was uh it it was nominally around video games but specifically like how video games are presented in like a metatextual context of like mm-hmm. you know how it's how it relates to like the real world and and that yeah. kind of thing and how the the video games can actually maybe like your experience playing a game could like how that relates to you and uh how how that can explain sort of a a feeling that you you know by embodying a character like i'm specifically thinking we played some games that were specifically about gender and and uh sexuality yeah like i'm uh, forgetting the path there's Ooh. yes the path and then uh it was called like gone home or something like that yeah gone home yeah so it was like we played games like that and a lot of indie games you know like not pop wide released games and how they like games as a form of media <laughs> yeah our professor was stephanie bullock who's a shout out shout out she's uh Easily one of our favorite professors. Definitely. In just the four a lot years of, that we were at school. A lot of really uh, 
I think insights on video games that like I I hadn't really considered, especially as it relates to like I think as, yeah. As we've gotten older, I think thinking back on the classes that I took and how well or not well they were structured. Yeah. Like best the best um what's it called like a course uh not thesis uh syllabi uh, yeah easily the best syllabus i've ever oh, yeah. seen in my four years of college <laughs> it was a it was a mix of both video games and then also you know film Every, and... all of our resources linked so like you could like go like i can still go back to that syllabus and yeah. like find all of those articles that we read in that class yeah god bless <laughs> bless Stephanie Volek, wherever you are. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. Thank you for a great class. Hope you're still doing doing the, the good work. Yeah. <laughs> a whisker away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched a whisker watched away. This week. <laughs> Speaking of uh, metatextual media that makes you think beyond what you... Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this was not... This maybe was not, not that, that at all. Uh, very, very light this week. So this was... Pr- uh, <laughs> I'm trying Made to find by a, Studio Colorido. Yeah, so it was Studio Colorido and Toho and Twin Engine kind of all I'm assuming, together made a whisker away. I'm assuming which, Studio Colorido is probably the creative Toho just like uh, yeah. distributed and I don't know. I don't know what Twin Engine is. I think tw- Twin Engine is like a a sister company or something or a, an umbrella company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not... This movie it it's it's got a longer name in Japanese that translates to wanting to cry. I pretend to be a cat, <laughs> and it was released Beautiful. in 2020. So I think it got delayed from the pandemic, but then got widely released on Netflix. Yeah, and uh, it's been on Netflix for a while. It I, has. I has seen. I've seen it in the rotation. Just waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting for, for us its to watch turn. It. And I, I watched uh, the little preview for it, and I went, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if we can watch this. So I, so in deciding to pick it, Julie wrote down four anime titles of movies. Uh, I, I ran my errand. I returned, and I picked you a whisker picked away. Julie was and it not. sucks because I, I had four other movies and then I was like, let me throw a whisker away on as kind of a gag because I knew I knew you you knew it was the cat one. Yeah. The one where the girl turns into a cat. You knew I was going to pick a anime called A Whisker Away. Well, I was kind of thinking, well, if he's you in a different... You knew I was going to pick it. I know. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have even uh, uh, whis- whispered it sh- uh, away. Yeah, whispered it away, yeah. <laughs> Because listen, by now I think uh, I don't think it's any secret. I you know I like the the heady, you know, anime about technology and its impact on our lives and such. And I'll have you know they were all very light. The ones on the list, okay. they were all like fun. Maybe there was like an actiony sci-fi right. one, but, but nothing super heavy. No, nothing heady or heavy. As much as, as we much like to keep it like one side and another. So I'm yeah. like, we can't watch all Animatrix ripoffs, John. We have to mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was like me like spiraling. In some You're way. like another one. I was like, I gotta keep watching these. Another one. <laughs> I got this is for my thesis. Mm. This is for my JSTOR article. Um, I mean, it's interesting because we've gotten to sort of like 
expand our knowledge of different production companies like studio colorito turns out did the one of the star wars shorts guess which one tatooine rhapsody <laughs> the worst one the yeah. worst one of the bunch the cheesy one the the, the really not great one um, the cute one yeah the cute i wouldn't one. say it wasn't great it was just very silly yeah it's very simple yeah i was just adjusting the headset yeah and um we're live pal we're doing live fuck it um yeah a whisker away is about a girl who meets a it's really a story about family (laughs) i mean it's really it's really a story about depression i think well i would say it's a story about uh self-esteem issues and not being able to assert yourself yeah depression yeah i feel like i feel like uh you can flip a coin if and heads or tails and anime is going to be about depression or it's not right i think like like half the things i think we've seen have sort of been about depression to some degree yeah a lot of things are about kind of like finding yourself or or learning to love yourself even if it's lightly about it I think this one maybe was a bigger cut because of her family and his yeah. and the other the boy's family back it's a love story. Ooh. It's a love story where a girl who, you know, is having issues with her family and her stepmom at a, at the festival meets a a cat that's selling masks and she gets to turn into a cat when she puts the mask on. What a relief. What a relief. And then we just then we find out that she's been flirting like a middle schooler would flirt with her crush at school who's not really given her any time of day, but she's been visiting him as a cat and learning a little bit more about him. He's been confessing his his darkest secrets to her. Yes. In this cat form. Yes. So Mio is the girl's name, right? Yeah. And uh, Ken, uh, Hinode is the boy. And when she's a cat, he named her Taro after his past dog. I don't know if he caught that. That's kind of weird, but... Yeah. But I think it was like he's, you know, grieving the loss of his pet. He's dealing with family struggles at home. And here comes a, a lonely cat that cheers him up in a dark time, in the rain. And they share a magical kiss. <laughs> he doesn't, does he kiss her as well, a cat? it's... I, I don't think it's... The scene is weird because it shows it as if she was a human in the scene. But yeah. she, like, kisses him on the cheek. But it's, like, obvious that the cat's just, like, licking, licking his cheek or whatever. And that's why he's like, it tickles. Yeah. All right. Did you think this movie was strange in any way? <laughs> um, I th- I thought that. Well, because you sort of set it up like he's like making, he's like gonna like fuck the cat. No. Uh, or like, I set it up like he's falling in love with the cat. Or yeah, or he, he's he's gotta learn to fall. He like falls in love with the cat, and that's confusing. Right. He doesn't really fall in love with the cat. He just like he gets, no. Let's he make gets, it very clear. It's very close to the cat. It's not really like a 
bestiality shape of, shape of water shape but a of cat water type vibe he it's, was a boy she was a cat cannot make it any more <laughs> obvious <laughs> they were in love haven't you heard purred <laughs> <laughs> What if we spent the rest of this podcast creating a Avril Lavigne uh, uh, skate a skater boy, but uh, if if the girl was a cat in the, I mean, it's our podcast, not yours. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to do that. Might be kind of hard because if if she's the cat, she's not really the focus of the song. Yeah, the song is about the boy. He was a skater boy. Yeah. B-O-I, boy. So, I don't know. That song, that song has, like, kind of an amazing, like, narration twist where, like, it's, it's like, in third person, but then the narrator is like, and actually, he fell in love with me! <laughs> <laughs> the plot t- twist of a, of a lifetime. Like, imagine if, like, Harry Potter or whatever, like, it's, like, about Harry and then, like, and then is like, and then I, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> saved Harry. Yeah, that would Sorry. be. Um, <laughs> you really, you're really throwing me through through a loop with this uh, analysis. All right, just wrapping up the plot. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I just want to make it very clear that like she turns into a cat, yeah. but he doesn't fall in love with the cat. He loves the cat as a cat, and he learns that the cat is not the cat is the girl yeah okay so and then they're still middle schoolers i wouldn't say it's very like sexy or no uh sensual in any way because not at all they actually keep it really g in my opinion it's a it's a i would really say g-rated i would say the target audience g gangster they keep it real they keep it a hun- <laughs> they keep it a hunted <laughs> Yeah. Like maybe PG at like one moment, but that's it. I, I would say that the target audience age for this movie is probably like 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really did feel like a kid's movie, but a fun kid's movie. Like a, like a kid, like if you're, you're old enough as a kid to have like a crush on someone mm. versus just like kind of blinded. Ve- so it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Eventually, she sort of works up the courage to, like, write him a letter God. about how much she cares about him. And then it gets snatched by some bully who reads it, who embarrasses her and the boy. In front of the class. In front of the class. Just some, his, like, classic horrible bullying. And to save face, he's like, I, I don't like her. I hate her. Yeah. And then how dare you write me this letter and embarrass me like this yeah and then she cries and and uh well before that happens the cat that sold her the mask keeps showing up saying have you decided if you're going to be a cat now like everything seems to be going so well with you as a cat and she's like no no this is nice and everything that's stupid but i'm i'm not becoming a cat i just need to figure out everything that's going on with this boy and then i can confess my feelings to him and we can be human boyfriend girlfriend (laughs) yeah so this big kind of creepy uh mask seller cat keeps showing up 
and you're like, oh boy. What's this asshole's what's the, deal? What's the deal? Yeah. And uh, so this horrible bullying scene happens. And he says, I hate you, right to her face. Yeah. And she, you know, reasonably gets very upset about that. Goes home, and her stepmom is, like, trying to relate to her. It's not working. She's already in a pretty bad mood. Yeah. Um, But she doesn't want to talk to her stepmom about what she's going through because... Shit, yeah. There's They're not related. Tension. It's not. It, 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 I think they did a very good job with this because, like, yeah. I, I don't have a stepmom, obviously, so I don't really know. But I imagine if you're not like, because Mio's not like a shithead emo teenager. She's just like. She's kind of like a regular teenager. She's just trying to do the best she can with what she's going through, you know? Yeah, totally. She's putting on a, a happy face for everybody. But stepmom is, like, really trying to be, like, relate to her and trying to ask her to tea. And they don't know how to uh, discipline her when they find out she's been sneaking out at night. You know, it's like they the story is not centered around that, but they do keep slipping in little bits of, like, her home life is difficult because... She's dealing with this, like, mixed family situation where her mom ran out when she was a kid and now her mom's back and wants her mom wants her to live with her. But she's living with stepmom. <laughs> There's yeah. all this tension between her collective parents. Yeah, it's in the background, but it, it does... Uh, I guess it kind of fills out, you know, the sort of... The turmoil that she kind of faces on like a regular basis and a sort of you know this boy's all like you know I, I think in her mind maybe an escape and so is being a cat right which leads her to uh she she sort of you know after this all happens i think she comes to the conclusion that uh things are much more positive and when she's a cat and around the boy yeah. And so then she But also she's like I am making life difficult for my parents and yeah. maybe it would be better if I just disappeared. Right. What she does. And it's like very like classic, I'm gonna run away type of My parents teenage hate teenage drama, it yeah. It would be thing. way better if I wasn't here. Yeah, if I wasn't here. But in this case she just turns into a cat, right? So like yeah. it's kind of like I feel like there's other stories where, like, they turn into ghosts or, like, uh, the kid turns into something else and can still see their family reacting to them not there. Yeah. Which is, like, a very, like, this is why I think it's about depression, right? Right. (laughs) Because it's, like, yes, this in this movie sense, they're just turning into cats, right? But in a very real sense, they're disappearing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. From their family and friends world yeah oh very true yeah but um yeah she kind of just hits the last straw and then her face pops out of her cat form and it's just it's learned that the mask uh seller cat 
is there to not just give her a cat face, but take her face and give it to cats so that cats can become humans. Right. And then they slip in the little bit that only the cats know is that the mask seller gets half of your life and the new cat gets the other half of your life span. And then you just like become full cat. What a what a raw deal. Yeah. Always read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, before you take the mask. So then the movie becomes uh, you know. So so the cat that takes her face is the uh the cat of her stepmom? Yeah, so there's like a cat that's living in the house and she disappears for like a, t- a day and a half or something. Yeah. And then the cat disappears and and Mio turns up but it's really um what's her cat's name? Kinniko? Kin- Kinniko? Yeah. Um and so Kinniko is playing human now. I'd be so pissed if Dan like took my my took form. Your, took your body. Yeah. He would he would never give it back. He definitely wouldn't. Well, <laughs> I think he, he would. Might, he might get tired of it actually. Yeah, cuz he'd have to go to work. You'd have to, like, interact with people and not just, like, be the center of attention. <laughs> um, but I like I like Kiniko as... Uh, Mio. As Mio, because she doesn't know how to talk to people. Like, she taught, she taught like, she, you know, she meets up with the boy and is, like, try, like trying to, like, play it cool and, like, be... Right. Be Mio, but is like, hey, maybe we could go back, like... She knows that, like, she likes him and is like, hey, maybe we can go back to your place and I'll, I can sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, what, what are you talking like, about? Uh, because, I mean, it's like. I was worried about you. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's probably what a cat would think about in terms of showing affection. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on you. Yeah. <laughs> we could we can make dinner and then sleep together. <laughs> yeah. Like, very, very different context as a cat. Um <laughs> yeah it's pretty good and so mio figures out that it's kiniko kiniko in her in her body right yeah and she's in her cat form and is like learning all of these things that people think about her and care about her and she's like i'm i am starting to not understand what everyone's saying yeah, she loses the ability to uh, comprehend human language. Right when, right when uh, Hinode is kind of being like, "I just wanted to know more about her, and I, I can't. I'm so worried about her, and I need to find her." He realizes he was a, an idiot, and yeah. that he really cares about her. There was a good line where he was like, "I, re- I realize what people and uh, what what someone means to me." when they're gone yeah and i was like there's like a little cut to his dog's collar yeah and i was like man that's good good line so mio's panicking and she's trying to find the mask seller yeah and uh 
Kenneko is like, I'm going to be able to uh, be closer to your stepmom, basically. Yeah. If I'm a human. Like, I don't have that much time left as a cat. And I want to be around her forever. Right. But uh, stepmom is kind of like really missing the cat. Really misses the cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Mio is like just not cutting it, you know, as, yeah. as the human cat version of Mio. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a different it's a different level of uh, compassion that you have for a cat. Like you're, you know, I don't think like if if my cat goes missing, you know, like uh, I yeah, like sure it'd be nice. It's it's still nice having Julie around. We still miss the cat because yeah. it's like, you know. Totally different dynamic. Totally different dynamic. And then Kinnika realizes that and is like, well, should probably fix this. Mm. Meanwhile, however, Mio, uh, so Kinnika sort of let on that there's like another world. Yeah. Or, that she can see things as a cat now. Right. And she follows this path to this bridge. With a giant tree town full of other cats. This, yeah, this enormous cat. It's like a very like abstract looking town. The island of cats. The island of cats. It's like it's it's all these like little houses sort of like stacked on top of each other. Then this tree. It's like a labyrinth. Um, like old timey. I don't know if the correct f- phrasing for or the the correct phrase for this style of architecture but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say in the stupidest way possible old timey like japanese uh like shops yeah like street shops street shops yeah and so meanwhile so she's in the island of cats trying to find the mask maker to like get her face back and uh kiniko is like i'm i'm messing up here and goes to hinode and is like I'm, I'm a cat. A cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat, and uh, Mio was a cat, and that's how she knows all these things about you. And yeah, she just like gets, shows her whole hand basically to Hinode, yeah. and takes him to the island of cats. Yeah, she gives him like a like a half mask, so that that way he can. Sort of be a cat. So that to that get way, in. he can at least see what's happening. <laughs> and he, he gets cat paws. Yeah, which I didn't really understand. Why not just turn him into a cat? Because you know? Chekhov's cat paws, Julie. <laughs> if you see the cat paws, they're going to be used. They, they will be fired at see, some point. If you see a human with <laughs> cat paws. Something's going to happen with them. Yeah. Um. So then the mass the mass dealer, uh, and then this sequence, in my opinion, goes on for way too long. It's a little yeah. This sort of like second act or whatever. To to sum it up, the mass dealer, I you know, isn't gonna let them switch. She it gets back. the mask, and then she loses the mask. Yeah. And then she gets it back, and then it doesn't work. And then, and then to, the cat shows back up. Mass and they dealer. think they get away, yeah. but they didn't get away. <laughs> it's just like constant back and forth. You can probably guess where it goes from here. They confront yeah. the mass dealer. They sort of fight him. Oh well, uh, the only uh, the only thing that also of importance is that uh, Mio meets a bunch of cats who were formerly human who 
At the human cat bar. At the human cat bar, who all are in their permanent cat forms. And all of them regret their decision to turn into a cat permanently. Yeah, for the most for part. For the most part. They, they sort of miss, you know, the humanity or whatever. Um, they, all, they all realize that they ran from their problems instead of dealing with them. Yeah. Which is also kind of a weird... Uh, I wish there was I wish there was like one person there who's like, I just wanted to fucking be a cat. Like, <laughs> fuck you, It's humanity. fucking great, man. <laughs> this is great. I'm just being well, a no, cat. Because it's it's not about being a cat. It's, it's about but, yeah. not being a human anymore. Yeah, I mean, would it would have been would it? Yeah, it wouldn't really fit. But it doesn't really fit the theme, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they confront the mass dealer. Um. They beat him. She gets her human form back. Mm-hmm. holds hands hold uh they both leave he gets his hands back they hold hands they tell each other they love each other the movie ends the credits roll and the credit sequence ends up being more emotional Even somehow more emotional somehow than the entire than like, movie <laughs> than like the ending <laughs> sequence where kiniko is reunited with the stepmom and that's like a very like emotional yeah there are all these like little character moments of uh Mio and the best friend and the best friend finding out that like they're now like uh she's like dating the boy now and, yeah. and is like kind of giving her crap about it but then turns out the best friend is like into a guy so it's like it's all like all these like little character moments that are like really sweet yeah um i think and we- uh, uh uh hinode doing the the hinode sunrise attack yeah to her now yeah she basically like, runs into him and like bashes her butt into him. <laughs> and we didn't really mention this, but like uh, his family is like a bunch of like they they make pots, right? Potters. They're closing the. the They're closing the potter. St- <laughs> <laughs> They're closing the studio down. Uh, Sales for financial are slow, eh, potter? <laughs> but then he in the the end credits sequence, he tells his parents that he wants to be a he wants to go into pottery. Like yep. his grandfather d- was, take yeah. over the studio. That's an emotional moment. Yeah, it's weird how good the credit sequence was. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like so. I guess in terms of like, I don't think we actually talked about whether or not we liked it. Um, I am sort of neutral on it. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I feel like. I, I I kept I had the thought while we were watching it that this is this was like a twenty minute movie that they added about a uh, hundred or about eighty minutes of like kind of unneeded conflict to mm. i e like the the whole movie like it could like it felt like the whole movie was like you know this girl can't talk to the boy she becomes a cat realizes that he likes her or whatever comes to the conclusion that she can actually talk to him and work up the courage to tell him that she likes him finally tells him that she likes him but then it adds in like the the bullies interjecting and the the mass dealer or whatever Hmm. um because everything else is kind of i don't know i mean i guess that is like the you know the, the plot of the movie or whatever is to like uh get her into the cat world and stuff i guess so but i i don't know like i i like the the first half of the movie i was like wow this is gonna be really quick right and then just kind of like you know just kind of rolled rolled more stuff (laughs) 
I thought it was going to be like, here's a here's a girl doing cat stuff in a cat world and encountering all these cats. That's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. But um, I guess that's what the second half was, is all the, the, you know, discovering the cat world and doing all of that. Can we talk about her best friend just for a minute, though? Yeah. Because I feel like this was like the most underrated relationship story in the movie. Like, I know it was centered around her and her, like, crush basically but like a weirdly real like a, a weirdly realistic depiction of like a like a, a cl- very close friendship i have to say the fr- the close friendship was m- more emotional for me than the the romantic love connection <laughs> yeah uh, i think yoriko is her name and she's she's also in the room when when Mio's like missing and they're like asking all those questions about, do you know where she is? And she was like, I'm obviously not a very good friend because I don't know where she is. And she's really like affected by her not being around and yeah. that she ran away even despite their friendship. I don't know. It really like got me. It, it, yeah. It was like a, like, I don't, yeah. That somehow ended up feeling more, I guess, earned than the, not to use a fucking you know workshop word or whatever but like it felt (laughs) felt more earned than like the relationship between the two actual main characters because like i don't know he was pretty i didn't really care for the male character he was fine you know like like i liked his sort of backstory with his family wanting him to be somebody and yeah all the pressure put on him to do well in school and yeah, that's all. That was all fine and good. I, I just, good. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, I think it's. Well, it's tricky when you have a character interacting. Like you're supposed to have like this love story, but like for the for the the majority of the movie, you're only really having each character kind of monologue and not necessarily like having their chemistry kind of show up. Which is why I think that moment at the end where like he does her move in the credits is like. Mm. You know, you get to see a, like a little more like playful side of him rather than just like, you know, the kind of his sort of one note. Here's my sad hang- backstory. Hanging with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> to monologuing to the cat. Yeah. I I have would say ta- the have you ever monologue to a cat. No. <laughs> no, I didn't have a lot of animals growing up in my life. Yeah. I had a cat and a turtle. Dang it! Very small turtle. But um, I had a turtle. I gotta say the uh, the flashback scene with Yoriko uh, as a kid with Mio, like as a as like a child, uh, was probably the most emotional bit of the movie for me. Besides yeah. the end sequence where they're like talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but like she's, it's kind of establishing the fact that like Yoriko's been around Mio and they've grown up together for a long time for a a long time and she she knows that like she's been through a lot a lot of bullying especially yeah (laughs) and knows why she's act she acts the way she does right um because that's the thing is mia's like constantly acting out like and it's why she's like being kind of obnoxious to the crush and I don't know. I feel like I knew these people in school that are like doing crazy stuff just to, to like o- overcompensating, if you will, for yeah. kind of a shitty home life situation. 
by like being extra. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I don't know. Do you think the anime that you connect the most with depicts like female friendship? <laughs> I am starting to learn that. Maybe it's because I'm just like riding off of this like bachelorette. Yeah. Uh, very close bond thing that we did with these like, you know, some of my close lady friends. <laughs> right. Uh, over the last weekend. And especially because, like, because the, with this particular bachelorette party, what are we called? Bridesmaids party, um, bridal party. We were, like, constantly hanging out with each other. Like, there were so many events, and it yeah. all like, cum- culminated to this moment where we were all were so much closer. And Yeah, and the, the way that the... Uh... <laughs> the bride kind of set things up is that you, you sort of, you sort of knew these people for like a like doing like different zoom stuff. Yeah. And like now we're all friends. Yeah. But like same thing, like with this movie and maybe it's because I also don't have like, uh, friends from, from like my early childhood is so why I'm, I sort of long for these stories of, <laughs> of a uh, close friendship in, at a young age or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that like understands you and knows you, but, and it, it, it's interesting because Yoriko doesn't really talk to Mio about her home life. She just knows, yeah. you know, because she's seen it. She's her friend. And how's that? She can tell you get, you have like an ESP with your friends after a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Like why they do certain things. Yeah. Like when she jumps off of the, <laughs> <laughs> the the school bridge into the tree <laughs> to like defend somebody or whatever. I thought she was gonna do a fucking swanton bomb <laughs> off the top, like I was expecting her. Like, because it's like it almost looks like she's like gonna fucking jump, right. like like suicidally, but then like jumps and then falls into a tree and then takes on the bullies who are talking about her man. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see someone do a fucking moonsault in an anime. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, exists. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> um, I think there are also some very like that moment particularly was really funny where like uh, when she sees uh, what's his name, I'm, uh, the boyfriend or the crush. Yeah, the crush. Uh, Hinode. When when she sees Hinode, all the other characters except for the best friend. <laughs> turn into scarecrows (laughs) and it's like (laughs) such a good comedy bit and it's like it's like one of the only times it like i think it's the only time it happens in the movie happens twice it happens yeah okay it happens it happens twice but it's like this like really quick (laughs) moment that like caught me off guard and it was like really funny when hinode recognizes her and everyone else like disappears in the background (laughs) becomes like except for the friend Oh yeah, except for the friend. The friend is the only one who is who's not turning into a scarecrow. She's, she's part of. She's yeah. She's never gonna not. She's never gonna be a background character for her. Yeah. I guess we gotta watch the next fruits basket season. I know. I'm so ready. That's, that's <laughs> I'm so ready. Yeah. It's just um, it's uh, it's nice because it, it's nice in this movie because Mio like has like her her parents obviously split up when she was young and then. She was bullied for that, and then that's when she became friends with uh, Yuriko, right? Yeah. 
And it's like that relationship was now endures longer than her parent, like kind of her parents' situation. Yeah. Like her relating to her parents. Totally. And it's, it, it kind of speaks to like you make your own family at yeah. the end of the day. And totally. Like it's just nice to have people to lean on long term. Yeah. It's so it's so weird how good that relationship is in the middle of this movie. Yeah. How how does this movie compare to the other our other uh girl turns into a cat film? The, oh. The Cat Returns. <laughs> the Cat Returns. Uh I would say that this was better. <laughs> what? <laughs> better Why? better than the, the Ghibli film? I think I need to I think I need to let both breathe, but I think I... I, uh, I have to say, I the only thing I remember about The Cat Returns is that uh, she ends up in the cat world and they're trying to marry her and uh, she escapes. There's the cat, the cat figurine. <laughs> yeah, they they get the cat... The cat figurine shows up to save the day. And it's very Robin Hood. It's very fairy tale. Men in tights. It's um because it's not actually it's like a Ghibli film, but it's not Miyazaki. I would say the stakes are slightly feel lower in that movie for some reason. That feels this uh a whisker away feels like an anime movie. Yes. Uh, Cat Returns feels like cartoon <laughs> it feels like sunday it, like, morning cartoon like a second like a second string like disney movie yeah totally like not uh like um not beauty and the beast or sword in the stone yeah it's like it was it's like sword in the stone 2d or or like the page master <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I think that's a fox movie but get that it, that tracks yeah brave little toaster brave li- yeah <laughs> oliver and company yeah there you go yeah i like i like the cat returns i uh i don't know i think i like the let me put it this way wouldn't watch either of them again i would not watch (laughs) either of them again in terms of like uh i think i think the uh the cat returns captures how i feel about cats a little better okay i think the cats are a little uh better presented in that film i think that the humans are a little better in this film i think they both have their strength. <laughs> we, i was kind of thinking about this earlier and it's like i think i i appreciate the 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 anime perspective on cats mm. and maybe uh in a larger sense like the japanese cultural uh perspective on cats versus like the american one because like i feel like uh the way like when cats appear in american media it's very it's either wow what a cute cat or that cat's a jerk (laughs) there's not really any like room for middle ground right whereas i feel like in in japanese media like there's all like there's all sorts of different cats there's like you know the uh lazy cat there's a lazy cat there's like the regal cat yeah proper yeah the rich lady cat. The rich lady cat. Like I think it's the tabby. like the tabby. Like the, the playful. The playful one. The the cat that's just kind of uh, you know, like not grumpy, but like 
you know like there because there's like a cat that's just like kind of in the background of the movie right he's just like he's just like kind of walking like a around. big tabby cat just a big tabby cat just like kind of plopping around um and obviously like you know the cats unbothered in, yeah unbothered <laughs> like all i mean all the cats in like murakami's books are also like really strange and interesting right like the the town of cats in iq84 right yeah q84 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cats are always, always in these anime, and uh, like think about how my, how often you see cats in Japanese media. Period. Yeah, going way back. Oh, the lucky, absolutely. The lucky cat. Lucky the, cat. The waving lucky cat. Yeah. I think cats are just like a symbol of luck for, for in Japan. I think there's, um, and, uh, you know, like good fortune. Yeah. For businesses, especially. I, I just, I like that there's a more of a, just like a wider, uh, I guess, variety. Because, like, I mean, think about, like, the, the, the famous, like, Japanese cats. Like, uh, like Maru. Right. The, the cat that just, like, Hello jumps. Hello Kitty. <laughs> I mean, like, the cat that just jumps in, like, the boxes and stuff. Mm. It's not like, it, like, I, I feel like all the cats in, like, America, like, Who's that? Who's like the 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 weird like mutant cat that like is like kind of like little bub? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like that's like that's like American cat, like because yeah. he's weird looking. Because he's weird looking, or like grumpy cat, like that cat's mm. funny looking. Right. Like. Whereas most most of the like famous cats from Japan are like beautiful. <laughs> they're like they're like they're be- like majestic. They're, yeah, they're kind of majestic, or they're like you know they're 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 perfect they they can be grumpy looking but they can also be like very like funny in their own right yeah i I feel like they do funny things like the cat like the cats in japan i feel like in you know the instagram accounts and the youtubes i've viewed like they're they're allowed to sort of be cats yeah in some way like the the funny thing about those cats or like what what like the things that cats do normally whereas like I think in like America, like the cultural cats that get really po- like, like Grumpy Cat is funny because like I don't know, fucking uh, Jimmy Fallon is holding him, <laughs> like it's it's or like oh they dress him up like like Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Like or or cat cat gets stuck or cat gets yeah basically gets stuck or jumps and doesn't make the landing it's yeah. always like look at dumb the, look at the yeah, dumb or, cat. yeah and I, yeah that's that's a whole yeah that's an entire yeah the category of like look at the idiot cat cat but, cat can't figure it out but in terms of like cats that are like popular in american culture it's it's almost like a testament to like humanity's ego because it's like oh look i dressed up this this deformed cat as as fucking luke skywalker <laughs> or whatever or as yoda as opposed to just letting the cat be the cat, I don't know. Yeah. If I if I I would I would love to, you know, my media studies course that I could pay for, you know, or or whatever. I don't even know what that that would would that be anthropology. Famous cats. I if, don't I, know. if I wanted to do like a a, a thesis on like the what, what do you think the most famous cat is? Huh. Like, like right now. realistically speaking, or like fictionally? According to this list, <laughs> I mean, fictionally, Gar- probably like Garfield, right? It's Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Garfield's like a like a fucking asshole. Oh man, Garfield isn't like what a, a dirt. What a dirt. <laughs> Garfield's not a cat. He's like a he's like a a human anthropomorphizes a cat. Like he doesn't he doesn't really have any cat qualities. Hmm. 
I don't know. I don't trust this list. Um, I'm moving you, on. Yeah. Why do you think people like this this whisker away? A whisker away. It's really cute. I mean, I, I, I think at the end of the day, like, I mean, overall, I think that the story between the two characters, you know, it's 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 very cute. It's like like it's a it's a likable movie. It's light. It's not gonna fucking ruin your night. <laughs> um, there's like I mean I think there's there's levels to crying after a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's I I think there's crying because something is is genuinely really sad and really upsets you. There's like you know I think a lighter layer of that where like something is like so beautiful, really beautiful, or like or or something like really sweet and sort of cathartic. Mm. In, in seeing something like that and i think you know you can get get a little cathartic tear at the end of it you know feeling yeah, yeah. feeling like emotion and feeling like kind of happy for these characters and stuff like that a good cry um i didn't cry at the end of this one i uh welled up a little bit but i don't think i i don't think liquid made contact well i i had one tear you had one solid tear you had one solid tear <laughs> what's a trying to think like what movie has made me cry the most of what we've seen I'll have to think about it again because there was one that we just like we were so wrecked at the end that we like couldn't even record and I just can't remember oh, Millennium, which one. it was Millennium Actress yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right we were wrecked yeah fuck not fun yeah wrecked. anyway this movie why do, was, why, Julie why do people like Whisker Away they like it because I would say it's fun in that yeah. like it keeps the the wheel keeps them going you know there's not kind of like a a down moment in this film like it's it's like a b c d you know it's not like a b c d <laughs> you know what i mean yeah where it's like then this happens and this happens and this happens and there's not really a lull which i appreciate because it does have that sort of kids pacing yeah where it kind of and then it gets kind of fun and exciting at the end it's always entertaining maybe it's too long but whatever i also think the cat the mask dealer is a very funny looking character yeah good characterization a nice kind of undertone of like real human emotions yeah gave me pixar movie vibes without going over the top like pixar usually does interesting this was like um this was like Big Hero Six, you know, like, like it, it didn't really like. It was way better. Uh, yeah, didn't really like take me there. Was but it like the the good dinosaur. Yeah, it, it was like it was kind of easygoing. Brave. It, it didn't. It there wasn't like a one line that like really wrecked you or something. Yeah. I also uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note of this because I want to look it up. Hopefully I do. Um, I'm very curious about like the etymology of like the mask seller in Japan yeah because i've seen i've seen like that as like a character kind of pop up like there's a there's a very prominent mask seller in majora's mask hmm. if you recall right who like tur- who who also uh takes link's face away sort of and, and turns him into a creature well the masks that he w- was selling was a specific type of mask called like a shoe new hang on I just had it. Please hold. Um, a, a magical no mask. N O H. Let's see. N O H. Yeah, traditional Japanese mask drama. Uh, 
with dance and song. So, like, if I am not mistaken, the idea is, like, for those performances where all of the characters wear masks. Right. It's like the mask is the character, and so you can embody the thing that the mask is having without being, like, as an actor or something. Hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong about that, but that's just something that I'm pulling from my brain about, like, kabuki and... Right. Uh, the traditional mask wearing is that the they do that so that it's like uh, kind of like a the characters in the mask type of thing yeah that makes sense but i'd be interested in doing a little more research on it for sure yeah that about does it for us this week Um, yeah that was fun yeah i liked it and um we should really watch a series next do you have a series that you want to watch because i have i have one that i always have one okay all right. Well, we'll we, can, we can chat. We'll, we'll we'll have a little. Uh, We've got a little time this week to discussion. To whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, next weekend we're in Nashville, so. So we might we might do like might a, a we might we'll pre-record. see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I mean, Mia likes anime, but I don't think I don't think Derek is like a an mm. anime guy at all. We should make Derek watch an anime. Make Derek watch like Lane. Oof. <laughs> I don't know about that. Blow his brain up. Make him watch Dragon Ball Z. Something like really basic. Yeah. Um, if you like listening to this episode, please consider giving us a five star review on iTunes. It really helps us in the algorithm and lets more people hear our show. And if you'd like to, you know, monetarily help out, you know, throw us, you know, a little little cash. Uh we have merch for sale. We've got You can just vent you send me a Venmo if you, you want. You could Venmo us, <laughs> I, I feel but there are t-shirts and hats available. There are. If you go to our Instagram at why do people like anime, you will see the hats in the sh- in the shirt. You will. There's links to things. To you can follow us on Instagram. At why do people like anime. Um, you can also send us, you know, uh, your, your digital cards and letters to why do people like anime <laughs> at gmail.com. All your fan mail should All be addressed. All your fan mail. Formally to Mr. and Mrs. Anime at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But address, address us formally. King I, King Anime is King, available. King Anime demands <laughs> you not peak the audio on this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, next week, more anime. More anime. Drive safe.